Have you ever considered what is available to create more magic in your world? If you allowed the mysticism to come through you, imagine the vastness of opportunity you could access. Get ready to listen, share, and experience the mystery of you. Now, here are the hosts of The Mystic Margarita Show, Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. Welcome, 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 welcome back to those of you who have listened to Mystic Margaritas before and welcome to those of you who might be listening for the first time. I'm Marge Bowen. I'm here with Margaret Miller and we are the Mystic Margaritas on Inspired Choices Network. And we're so thrilled to be here today. We're going to have a really, I just know it, Margaret, there's so much to say in this this topic today. Um, Today, we're going to talk about the 57th Gene Key. And it's really moving from unease to clarity by way of intuition. And there's so much that goes into this conversation. And just, just you know, unease is such an available word for people all automatically to relate to, right? Because we all move in and out of unease in our life. But I want to just share a thought of Carolyn Mace from Anatomy of the Spirit, um, because this sets up It sets it up today for me, Margaret, with the end in mind. We're beginning with the end in mind. What she says is our goal while on this earth is to transcend our illusions and discover the innate power of our spirit. And I love that simple description of of what we're here to do for ourselves in this life, right? And so as we begin to talk about unease, um, we can talk about, well, you know, why are we not at ease? And what's going on for us when we are at that place? Mm. (laughs) Okay, I can feel it turning and turning. Yeah. So hi, everybody. I'm Margaret Miller. And um, I'm happy to join you today also. And, you know, listening to what you uh, were saying, Marge, and yeah, my wheels were turning because that was uh, that that was a kind of a big setup um, for for this topic. It's it is it's a huge topic. And it is it's like the one of the main themes that we're we're dealing with i think collectively right now is is you know this shadow of unease and and when we're looking at it in terms of the gene keys right which is you know the sort of the framework that we're utilizing uh the shadow is is unease the gift is um intuition and the city is clarity and when we think about that sh- shadow of unease, like you said, it's it's this uh, it's a, like a frequency. It's the it's fear. It's um, like the the basically the fear of that we all have of the future, right? The the uh, the unknown, and I, I feel like every shadow that we've talked about in in every every um, you know, show that we've done has had the same thing, right? The fear of the unknown is such a primal and basic uh, fear that we have. So I don't know if I um, 
if I covered anything that you just spoke about. <laughs> but well, you did. You set it up nicely because you know this is really very much about transformation, and it is the base of our fears. Of course, there are fears that we face having to do with different areas of our lives, right? But where you're, I, I hear what you're talking about is like this fear that's passed down through the generations, right? This fear that's DNA based, right? Because it's out of survival and it's out of, you know, I learned a long time ago in, in the, a lot of the training that I had that everything about our fears comes down to two, two basic elemental fears that we all share. One is being alone, the fear of being alone. And the other is the fear of being secure, you know, like safe and secure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think if, if, if our listeners think about the fears you're facing in any area, area of your life, whether it's financial or work or, you know, in a relationship fear or whatever it is, if you, if you are able to lean in to the unease of that fear, you might be able to telescope it down to that basic, I'm going to be alone, or I'm afraid of being alone, or I'm afraid of not, you know, not being taken care of or not feeling secure mm -hmm. in my life or in my workplace or what in this relationship, whatever it is. So transformation is, an, is, you know, that is where we begin with unease, mm -hmm. transformative process. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that one of the things that 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 is coming up for me in my life right now, but also just in my awareness of, of this and contemplation of this is the the truth that that the fear frequency is like a frequency band, right? If we uh, and because everything is uh, vibrational, right? Everything is right. A fr is frequency based all of us you know even our even our bodies even our beings you know we're all frequency based and so so uh, this this ties into another topic that we were uh, discussing before the show and it's like that makes everything acoustic and so it, if we look at it um and and the the gene key um the book the gene keys talks about this uh very beautifully about how you know it seems like it should be simple if we could identify those those frequencies and we can that are fear-based that are fear frequencies then we could you know easily bring ourselves out of those frequencies and choose different you know to choose higher frequencies or, or more um helpful and helpful frequencies but basically it's a field of energy and it is the field of energy this fear frequency is a field of energy that humanity is vibrating at is resonating at <laughs> and so it's a little bit more difficult to bring ourselves out of that than just you know uh, because we are so, uh, because we're acoustically based, because we're frequency based, we're going to start um, resonating with whatever frequency is dominant. That's right. I'm glad you brought in the, uh, we're all acoustic based because it, we are sensory beings. And, you know, the acoustics of something, the, the sound and the vibration of something um, is only one of many senses that we have. But what you're talking about is really tuning into, you know, what it is we are hearing 
on, on a vibrational level. And so that means we can hear it, physically hear something, whether it's words or tone or, uh, or sounds in our environment or whatever it is, but also metaphysically what we're hearing. And it kind of touches on intuition, which we're going to get into eventually. But I think it also part of this, the dilemma of this gene key is trust. And so I think, you know, we need to bring in a little conversation about trusting, you know, the signals we're getting, the, the sensory information we are getting, what we are hearing and tuning into, as you're saying. Right. And, and, you know, and this is why this is such a, this is a challenging shadow that we face as humanity, because, you know, what, what was very helpful for us uh, in the early stages of human life on this planet, you know, the fight or flight um, uh, response is uh, you know, I mean, that's the unease, right? That's when, when, when we first came onto this planet, we were able to listen really carefully and we developed the, the intuitive sense to be able to know, uh oh, something, you know, there's a, there's, uh, an ill, uh, an ill wind blowing or whatever, you know, and we can, we could, we could, know that we were it was time to to run or to fight or whatever and but now we're kind of stuck because of because of the the dominance of the mental process right we're now we're stuck in this a lot of us are stuck in this uh pretty continual fight or flight response and we don't know how to turn that off necessarily or you know we're it takes a lot of effort to do that and it completely covers that intuitive sense that that we would have otherwise yes it's a bit it's it's a busy thing because we're what you're describing is the play too between the subconscious and the conscious and that can be really tricky we can be running some subconscious things but because subconscious processing is very quiet in other words it, it we don't we aren't even aware we're processing subconsciously we're only aware of part of it which is conscious and so the unease comes in when there's a conflict, of course, when there's something simmering subconsciously, and we're, we're in the process of understanding it consciously or being able to really lean into it. But while it's still simmering, and we, we, can, we are in that unease, and we can even, from a survival standpoint, block our conscious awareness of it right? That's what we call suppression and even sabotage. And so what that might look like then when we're doing that is we have, if, if we're uneasy, but we're not paying attention to the signals is we end up, um, we can overeat or we can be, um, we can overdo anything excessive, excessive exercise to the point where it's, you know, it's too much or even, um, excessive sexuality. Um, it can be excessive shopping. It can be just tuning into the drama, which is a nice distraction. It can be becoming too busy. So that because I, the last thing I want to do is settle down and be quiet because that's when things start really happening in my head. Right. So that all of that can be part of that and ease and where the acoustic aspect comes in, because how do I listen, you know, to the, to the signals, to the different nuances of what's going on within me and outside of me to the point where I become more aware of what's happening 
in the subconscious so I can bring it forward into the conscious. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've been thinking about this uh, as I've been practicing, you know, uh, uh, journaling and meditation and, you know, the different, different things to um, help my, my own body um, come out of that, uh, you know, cortisol soaked state <laughs> of fight or flight. Right. And, and, um, you know, help to deal with actual, you know, like the chronic pain syndrome and, and things like that. It's, it's like, we have to work pretty hard to bring ourselves back into a state that is um, able to hear, right? Because, because yeah. that, 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 uh, unease that that frequency that you can feel that vibrating you know at a at a really um, in a really incoherent way right and this is why like the things that, like heart coherence and and brain coherence and you know that's why that is becoming so important in in um, how in our in our mental and emotional health and it's coming to the awareness of of the public more and more it's like yeah. we have to find a way to to slow that down and to come out of that ease enough so that we can actually you know get back in touch with that um with that innate trust of life that we actually do have i mean that the the fear you know and the and the unease is innate also but it's it's supposed to be for special occasions <laughs> not not Everyday our life. <laughs> yeah not our default reaction so yeah well you know i think um i'd like to read a quote from gary zukoff in the seat of the soul just an, it's an older book but i, I love all of his wisdom mm. in this and he says and i think this kind of describes a little bit of what we're talking about he says by keeping your emotions clear emotional emotional negativity does not reside in you and you become lighter and lighter this opens your intuitive track because it allows you a clear sense of loving it brings you closer to unconditional love and tenders you harmless it lightens the quality of your frequency so to speak and therefore the guidance that you receive is clear and unobstructed as it enters your system i love that and it, and it speaks to the intuition which we'll get into but um I love this part where he says it brings you closer to unconditional love and renders you harmless. And I mm. think when we're in those states of unease, we can do some harmful things to us and to others. <laughs> I, I totally agree. And I, I and this is um, it kind of goes with the the um, the what he talks what uh, Richard Rudd talks about in the in the this gene key when he says that on the repressive end of this shadow of uh, unease is the hesitant nature like oh can't decide can't make a decision or oh i don't know if this is right right and then the the, the um, reactive uh state of this is impetuousness right in being impetuous and like making making impetuous decisions like and, and and you know and usually those end up not being great decisions for us right <laughs> well let's i'm excited to uh dive into this further uh, let's take our break now and then um see what happens when we come back <laughs> great 
Okay. You're listening to Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller on Inspired Choices Network. We're Mystic Margaritas, and we'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for The Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. Margaret and I are having such a fun time discussing this unease. (laughs) (laughs) Because we've we've been in that many times in our lives, haven't we, Margaret? (laughs) Yeah, not so long ago. Yeah, right. Very recent. Yes. So, you know, this all makes me this unease is such a great topic, really, because everyone can relate to this. And, you know, one of the phrases that comes to my mind when we might might be leaning into this unease in our lives or with within our lives is something called the dark night of the soul. And the dark night of the soul is really just this point in life in our experience where we really have lost connection, I feel like, to others and to ourself, more importantly. And uh, it can be, and I think, I think culturally and and in our country, we're sort of in the US anyway, I feel like, and and in the world, certainly, you know, we've been, we've kind of been in a dark night of the soul, I feel like, because there's such change amidst everything for us. And you know, I think it's important to remember that it takes great courage for all of us to be, to understand our unease and, and to be open to looking at where we feel a loss of connection within ourselves, within our own soul, and also within, with other people. Because I think that's a big part of it. And I think a lot of the behavior and the, of course, this is feeding that old, old, old DNA fear of being alone, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes the things that we want to do 
is to try and be closer to someone or closer within ourselves, but we're going about it in a way because we don't quite understand it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, and, and as we, you know, as we're, as we go through this collective, yeah, I, I think I agree with that a lot. It's, it is sort of a collective dark night of the soul where, where, yeah, that fear of, uh, being alone or being not accepted, right? All, all of these things that, that you know, maybe in our current environment don't seem to be as important, but they they're still very important to us at at a genetic level, at a at a at a core level. Um, like if you know, if we were alone. Um, back when we were hunter gatherers, that wouldn't bode well for us. We wouldn't survive very long, you know. And in our in our you know our, our group and tribal um, ancestries, you know, it it was very important for us to be accepted and be a member of the group and to be um, yeah not not abandoned. <laughs> That's right. It's in our DNA. We're wired to be social. Mm-hmm. You know, just like horses are wired to be a herd animal, you know, and dogs, really dogs too. Mm-hmm. So there's, we see that all over in nature, of course, and we're the same in many ways. Um, so let's go into intuition because without, you know, we've, we've already visited this, this unease and you know, that, that it can be very uncomfortable and, and it can be dark, right? It was in a dark in terms of lack of understanding what's going on or what's what we need. Um, and so let's move into intuition and talk a little bit about why intuition is, you know, such an important part of this gene key. Mm. And I'll, I'll, I'll let you lead with that if you'd like. Well, you know, the I guess what I'd like to just say about that, first of all, is that, you know, when we're, what is intuition, right? It's, it is this, it's an inner knowing or the, the small, quiet voice inside that can only be heard if we're in stillness, if we're in silence internally, right? We can't, we can't hear it when our, um, when our monkey mind is going a million miles an hour, it's not accessible, right? It's, but we all have that ability, right? But, but what really is it? I mean, where is it coming from? And, and I, I always like to think of it as being um, really uh, an ability and a, a, a sense within our body. It's like the, understanding the internal language of our body signals. Yeah, I really, I really like that into It's such an interesting um, conversation with intuition. And it makes me think of just what you were saying that I remember listening to Oprah once long ago, and she said, intuition is the voice of God. And I love that because if, you know, even God is love right? So intuition is the voice of love. And so much of the noise, you know, can be judgment or criticism or, you know, things like that. But I'd like to read what Gary Zukoff says about intuition, if you don't mind. Um, And again, it's out of the seat of the soul. And he says, intuition is perception beyond the physical senses that is meant to assist you. It is that sensory system, which 
knowledge operates without data from the five senses. And, and it still doesn't describe it like, you know, we're, we're exploring more of that, but I love that he goes into, because you mentioned body, right? And so there is a sensory system that we all have through sight, sound, smell, taste, um, touch, you know, that feeds us information. And it's more than that. And so again, it goes back to what you were saying about really acoustically hearing something different, met metaphorically hearing something different and signals outside of ourselves as well as in our body that uh, um, feed us information. Mm -hmm. There's, there's uh, some practices that, that kind of describe this. And, and one of them is um, the reversal of the eyes and the ears. And I feel like I've, I've talked about this before on uh, maybe on another uh, show, but, but um, there's, if we have our gaze, uh, you know, if we use our physical senses and we use our eyes and focus our gaze mostly internally, and then uh, focus our ears mostly externally, then we are completely externally and not listening to the, the um, sort of repetitive voice uh, of our, you know, the, the mind that just is going off and, and talking all the time, then we have we've we set ourselves up for that internal like the 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 awareness the body awareness that will give us those signals and we can hear it's a different voice it's it's not even it's acoustic but it's not hearing from the ears this that into that small internal voice and it could be accompanied by um sensations like chills or like you know uh, all manner of different sensations that 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 intuition uh, is heralded by, like there's there's all kinds of uh, body sensations that we become can become aware of uh, that help us to know that we're, what we're receiving is intuition, and then we can act on that. And just as you're describing, you know, everything that you're describing is such a unique individual experience, right? Yes. And so we sometimes move into this, um, maybe a little bit of um, maybe an error in our thinking about intuition, that if I get, if I have some intuition coming to me, I need to be very, very careful not to assume that that is a truth that also is your truth. So it's very unique to me. And I, I love this description that intuition is, is a ladder to the consciousness, to our consciousness, mm. right? And so it's a pathway for me in understanding my truth. But I need to be very respectful of that and not overlay that on someone else to assume that it's also the truth for them. Mm -hmm. That's an important important point when we we talk about and discuss intuition yeah that is it that's a very important point and also just the the, the that we have a a challenging time um tapping into our intuition because we have been so hesitant uh or impetuous in our decision making where where we would 
just to eliminate the discomfort of not knowing, <laughs> we'd make a decision, right? That impetuousness and have it t turn out badly and sort of um, sort of confuse that with with intuition, like, oh, I, you know, I, you know, because it was like a spur of the moment decision, like I used my intuition. No, basically used your discomfort and your, <laughs> you know, your, your desire to, to get out of, uh, of that unease. Well, you that bring up such a good point, Margaret, you bring us up such a good point, because the brow chakra is about the mental body and the intuitive It's okay, it's, so it's the mental body and the intuition and we have both and so it's this balance between them and we're all pretty good at the mental body right that's the men my mental body got in my way for years and years and years and i had to learn oh that's my mental body i need to get out of that mental body right and like you're saying drop down into the heart what that does is it quiet quiets the mental body the ego self so that i can open up to that quiet intuitive voice which mm -hmm. is going to balance out the mental body it's a beautiful balancing act mm -hmm. and and you know uh, along with this i i just wanted to to bring up and maybe when we come back for our from our break we can talk a, more about this is is the the hexagram the I Ching hexagram that this is and this is called the gentle right it's the gentle wind or the uh, penetrating wind and and it, it you know it's it brings up a really important part to this and it and the softness and gentleness that have to occur within our bodies right the relaxation that has to happen in order for us to actually hear that small still voice within is it's profound and and the and the wind also this the symbolism of the the wind is also about spirit right it's about our our spirit and the spirit of everything and how it can penetrate everything so i just i wanted to um leave us with that if that's okay <laughs> i love that because that is a metaphor i am gonna go with when we come back i love that oh. Awesome. Okay. You're listening to Marge Bone and Margaret Miller on Inspired Choices Network. We're Mystic Margaritas and we'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means Pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for the Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. 
Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Okay, Margaret, this, let's dive into the metaphors here <laughs> of gentle wind or not so gentle wind, right? I, I think of, you know, you've got both extremes, of course, a nice gentle wind that you, you, you know, like a breeze that you feel on your skin and it just caresses you and it's so wonderful. And then you have the opposite of that, which is like tornado and hurricane type of wind and, um, and it's chaos, right? So the gentle wind, it can be, it can represent the movement of, of our process when we're in unease from maybe chaotic thinking or chaotic living um, into finding a way to the core in order to calm, the, you know, to give that movement, recognize the movement, move with it, and then be able to gently know how to bring it that energy down into that gentle breeze that caresses Mm. you know yeah i i like that and 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 i also you know as as we are able to do that right whatever wherever we're trying to wherever we're uh, working with this unease and trying to bring ourselves back into a place of i mean ultimately we're we're trying to go to the city of clarity, right? <laughs> With this and, and to, but to tap into that intuition, to calm that, that storm down to a breeze, uh, it does, it requires, and uh, just like all transformation in our lives, just like all transformational processes require gentleness. I just, you know, and, and so that's, you know, for me, when I think about that, this being the symbol, you know, the gentle being the symbol, it's like, oh, my goodness, it makes so much sense to me. Because, you know, in my experience, that's when I have been able to make the transformations in my life is when I have been able to be gentle enough with myself to be honest and to be open and receptive to uh, where my the errors in my thinking and the you know the the error of my ways <laughs> you know uh, to but to be gentle enough to be able to see it and accept it and then uh, have have the ability or the 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 quietude to be able to change that then to utilize the intuition to change it you know I've always. Uh, don't ask me why, but I love movies about tornadoes and I've never lived in a place where they have tornadoes. And I'm so sorry for all the, all the awful things that can happen as a result of a tornado, but these extreme weather events, I'm just fascinated with and tornadoes are one of them. And, you know, it's really interesting as I sit here and think about going the movement from unease you know, utilizing, utilizing intuition and moving into clarity, because I often use 
the metaphor of a tornado to that. And it really helps me because what it feels like to me is that I'm at the, I'm in the eye of the tornado or in the, not the eye, what do they call that? The calm, that funnel of in the middle of the tornado, right? What yeah. You can, it's, it, you can, it's usually used for hurricanes, but you can use it for, uh, okay. Well, anyway, like tornadoes I, as well. how I see it metaphysically when there's a lot of upset in the world or in my life, um, I'm in the, I'm at the center of it. I'm in the middle and it's calm. And I too, and I'm, I see all the chaos around me. Like I'm, re I really am seeing that in a, in an intuitive way, I think, because I don't see it, see it, but I know it's there and I observe it, but I'm in the eye of the tornado and I feel the calm of that. I'm aware of the chaos around me. And that's the best way I can describe what it feels like to me when I am able to let go of the unease or just notice it differently and move into clarity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a great uh, uh, metaphor for, for this, <laughs> for this uh, particular gene key. And I have to say that I also am a, an admirer of tornadoes and have the same, you know, Obviously, I don't, you know, I don't uh, like the damage caused and, and the, you know, lives lost and all of that. But I, I don't know if you know this about me, but I used to teach uh, um, at, at a community, community college uh, many years ago. I taught um, uh, meteorology. <laughs> and what yes. and my favorite one of my favorite sections was uh severe weather right and and so i would i would i gathered up every possible um storm video that i could find every possible tornado video that that was out there and available and and we'd we'd binge watch it <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah i'm right anyway. there i'm right there with you i you know i was out on it the first time i learned to sell my husband and i bought a sailboat and we um the the fellow that sold it to us took us out on a lake and we were out on the sailboat and he's teaching us what to do we have the sails up right and he looks ahead and he said oh there's a squall you know and i said how can you tell that? And so he describes, well, see, see how the water is changing right there and it's going to hit us. And I'm like, Oh, you know, and so it did that squall hit us. And he's trying to tell us lower the, the lower the cells. And we're like, what do we do? What do we do? And we had to try and maneuver the boat, which we did. We had a motor on it. So, um, but we hadn't started the motor yet. You know, we we're busy lowering the cells and we had to maneuver it into a channel so that there wasn't as much wind, but the wind kept coming even once we were in the channel and pushing the boat up against the rocks to the point where he jumps out and he has my husband jump out and they're holding the boat like this you know off the rocks and yelling at me Marge start the motor and I'm like oh my gosh how do I do that <laughs> and so finally I couldn't do it right I said I can't, I can't get it started and so he tells my husband to jump in the boat and to uh, and my son by the way my nine-year-old son was in the boat with us. Um, but anyway, um, he tells my husband to start the motor, which he did. And so now my husband and my son and I are on the boat and the sails are down. And this guy is walking down to a point and says, come down here. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how, you know, how are we even going to get down? You know, how do we do that? So we finally maneuver the boat to, and get it um, onto the soil, right onto the land. But all through that, you know, with all the fear that that there is because 
there are moments of fear. I can't start the motor. What are we going to do? Are we going to be okay? The softball's going like this. My son's down there in the, you know, in the hole. Um, but at the very end of it, it was like, oh my gosh, that was so exciting. Because <laughs> we're okay now. And, you know, that's kind of how we go through some of these rough spots in life. Mm-hmm. It's chaos, it's hectic. There's fear. Um you know, that wind is fierce, right? But once you get through it, the wind is calm. If there's any at all, things calm down, you're calm, you're okay. And you look back and say, wow, what a ride. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, this, I love that story. Thank you for sharing it. And, and also the, you know, coming back to that metaphor of being in the eye of the storm, the eye of the hurricane, the eye of the tornado, um, you know, that's such a great metaphor to when, if we can just recognize, right? Because the, the, the collective consciousness has such a huge impact on us. And there is a lot, there is more fear being generated today than ever before. And so we really are, we really do. Um, it would be really beneficial to us rather to, to, utilize that metaphor and bring ourselves into the eye and bring ourselves into that calm and allow allow the storm to (laughs) to do what it's going to do and rage around us and to generate that calmness so that we can begin to operate more and more from our intuition and oh go ahead ahead. well i think the part of um finding that calmness finding that I with the chaos around us is in not trying to control the chaos. And I think that's what a lot of us do is we try to control the chaos because it feels so threatening to us. Right. And that control can look like a lot of things. It can look like, you know, imposing our beliefs onto others because that's what feels safe to us. It can be, it can look like so many things. Um, you know, maybe you have a, an idea of what it might look like for some other people, but that controlling, trying to control the chaos, we're still spinning. We're still in the, we're still in the spinning part of the tornado. We're not in the calm yet. When we're in the calm, the eye of the tornado, that's when we've let go of control, just observing what is so that we can find that inner clarity, that we can quiet things down enough to be calm enough to see the clarity for ourselves and know how to, how to operate from there. Right. And, and as we do that, like when, as we're in that eye, in that calmness and we hear the, the voice, the, the, the calmness within giving us the information that we need in the moment, which it will. <laughs> and 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 then we then then we choose to act on it this is this takes practice you know anymore um, I'm, some people are 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 really good at following their intuition all the time but they've practiced it for a very long time i'm pretty sure <laughs> and and but as we do that then something really um starts to happen to us and that we we see we start to receive the messages um all over the place and we start to receive synchronicities and things um there's a quote by richard rudd uh in this gene key that uh in the gene keys book uh, says every time you trust in your intuition or make a decision based on it 
you raise the frequency of your whole aura. And and I love that quote because uh, you know I know that it's true. And as we raise that frequency and we, we're raising ourselves out of that fear band, out of that cloud of collective fear, and then the universe starts working with us. And that, you know, this is where we come back into that trust of the universe, right? Where, where, where it starts to give us the messages that say, yes, yes, you're on the right track. Keep going. Good job. <laughs> High five. <laughs> That's good stuff, Margaret. And, and I, you know, when, you know, when we come back, I know we're about ready to go on break again, but when we come back, I really do want to spend time with, with talking about trust, talking about um, this courage to believe in in positive things. You know, I really want to have a conversation with that because I think that's such an important part of this clarity that we're talking about. Yeah, I do too. I think that's exactly right. So when we come back, we'll let's dive more into trust. You're listening to the Mystic Margaritas on Inspired Choices Network. I'm Margaret Miller. I'm here with Marge Bowen, and we will be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means Pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for The Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to MysticMargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Marge Bowen here with my good friend Margaret Miller as we talk about um, this this journey from unease to clarity. And um, we've talked about that dark night of the soul, Margaret, and you and I have talked before in on this show about times in our own lives when we were younger. For me, when I was, you know, much younger, um, being in that dark night of the soul, and, and it is indeed dark, and there wasn't much consciousness on my part in that process. It was a two by four, it was a, you know, down to my knees kind of experience. And um, and there, and it is quite dark when we go through that, uh, when I went through it. And um, when I when I reflect back on the lessons from that, I, I sometimes don't even know how I got through it, but I can definitely confirm that there was a disconnection with self and a disconnect because of that, a disconnection from others. And so there is a loneliness about that and um so it is very primal but um as i live in now and look back on that time you know it did take great courage it you know i I don't know where i got it i don't know how i did it i just did it and maybe that was just survival but i think another part of it that i feel i'm learning about myself is that 
I am a truth seeker. And I don't know when that began, but that came through from that dark night of the soul. Mm. And so there's, there's so much positive. There's always this polarity in the, in the universe, right? Mm-hmm. There's negative and positive charge in the universe. There's negative charge, positive charge. You know, sometimes we're repelled, sometimes we're attracted, but it's always there. And so there is a positive aspect to our struggles in this life. And I think the trust for me, um, I've learned to trust that, that Tornadoes and hurricanes don't last forever. There's always an end in sight, right? Mm-hmm. The chaos is not always consistent. It's there are patterns and cycles to things. And um, I, you know, I think we all maybe this this is probably the spiritual side of things. We all have to live by certain our certain truths or certain inspirations that come from other people's experiences and from the wisdom of others. And I just want to share the um, from Carolyn Mace, this is the guidance for the contemporary mystic. But these are words that I tend to live by, that I've learned to live by. And there's, um, these are seven sacred truths of body and spirit. And I think I've said this before on a show, but I'm just going to repeat it because I think it's worth repeating. The first one is all is one. So we think we're separate, but we really are not separate from anything. All is one. The second one is honor one another. And to me, that's that positive quality, that staying in the positive, right? The third is honor yourself, honor oneself. The fourth is love is divine power. The fifth is surrender personal will to divine will. So there's something greater that we can tap into. The sixth is seek only the truth. And I can't know what others' truth is. I cannot know that. I might be able to discover it through getting to know that person, but it's not my business, really. My business is what is my truth. And then I can begin exploring what others' truth is. Um, The seventh and last one is live in the present moment. (laughs) So to me, we have to find those truths, our own truths, and the wisdom of others that maybe help us discover our own truth so that we can stay in a trusting, positive place as we define our clarity, as we find our clarity in the midst of chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really love those, um, those seven um, sacred truths. Sacred truths. Thank you. Um, and because, and that, you know, they we hear them in different ways, uh, in different traditions, and so forth. But they're they are pretty universal. <laughs> they are universal, and and you know that is like that's how that is how we trust. How can if if we know for certain that all is one, then then really there's no end to this. Right, uh, that that we are these infinite beings and so forth, and and so as we develop um, in ourselves these these truths and what is true for us, then then we have then we have the courage, then we then we can access the courage. And I liked that you were talking about courage in this way because. It, it comes from the heart, right? And the word courage comes from the word core, the heart, 
in in you know it's the French word core and 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 so um, yeah it's it is how we get there right it is how we come into the clarity and once we're doing you know the process of trusting our intuition and following our intuition and living by the truths that that you know that we know inside of the core of our being then that clarity comes in all kinds of ways and i think about the clairs right the clair audience clair sentience um clairvoyance right clear you know clear seeing clear hearing clear knowing and um I laugh about it sometimes because uh, it, it's a it's a really important topic to me because I I this is something that is um, we all have these abilities we all can be clairvoyant clairaudient clairsentient it's not just the special few yeah, it's 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 actually part of who we are once we come into this place and begin to trust at at the highest levels. Right. And uh, my middle name is Claire. So I, I feel uh -huh. like I, I'm on a mission, you know, for the Claire's. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, part to too. No, I love that. It's really beautiful. And and um, yeah. And the clarity is, you know, it comes with time. It comes with experience. It comes with openness to learning for ourselves. But, you know, I just want to remind everyone and myself is included because I try to live by this. Um, you know, what I put out there comes back. Mm -hmm. And so mind, you know, mind my business in what I'm putting out there. And, you know, that's, that's an energy principle as well, of course, that, um, you know, it, it, we are responsible for our own energetic signatures and, and for the frequencies that we hold for us and we those frequencies can influence others um to the positive or the negative and um you know it's a great responsibility and it takes courage to to own that responsibility as well mm -hmm. but but when we do we're better off and humanity is better off so yeah yeah and i i just want to do one last thing you know this is also this uh, clarity is the art of softness. This is, that's mm -hmm. the title, that's the subtitle of that chapter is the art of softness. And so bringing that softness and gentleness um, into our lives. It looks like we're coming right to the end. That really happened fast. Thank you so much everybody for joining us and hope you enjoyed right. it. Thank you. See you later. Thank you for choosing to listen to the Mystic Margarita Show. Marge and Margaret will return next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, drink up the magic in you.